0: the dark is rising by susan cooper part two the learning chapter two betrayal will was never able afterwards to tell how long he spent with the book of grammary so much went into him from its pages and changed him that the reading might have taken a year Yet so totally did it absorb his mind that when he came to an end he felt that he had only that moment begun. It was indeed not a book like other books. There were simple enough titles to each page of flying, of challenge, of the words of power, of resistance, of time through the doors. But instead of presenting him with a story or instruction, the book would simply... The book would give simply a snatch of verse, or a bright image, which somehow had him instantly in the midst of whatever experience was involved. He might read no more than one line, "'I have journeyed as an eagle,' and he was soaring suddenly aloft as if winged, learning through feeling. Feeling the way of resting on the wind, and tilting round the rising columns of air, Of sweeping and soaring, of looking down at patchwork green hills capped with dark trees, and a winding, glinting river between. And he knew as he flew that the eagle was only ah. And he knew as he flew that the eagle was one of the only five birds who could see the dark, and instantly he knew the other four, and in turn he was each of them. He read, "'You come to the place where is the oldest creature that is in this world, "'and he that has fared furthest afield, the eagle of Guernabwe.' "'Guernabwe.' "'And Will was up on a bare crag of rock above the world, "'resting without fear on a grey-black glittering shelf of granite, "'and his right side leaned against a soft gold-feathered leg and a folded wing, "'and his hand rested beside a cruel steel-hard hooked claw, while in his ear a harsh voice whispered the words that would control wind and storm, sky and air, cloud and rain, and snow and hail, and everything in the sky save the sun and the moon, the planets and the stars. Then he was flying again, at large in the blue-black sky, with the stars blazing timeless around his head, and the patterns of the stars made themselves known to him, both like and unlike the shapes and powers attributed to it attributed to them by men long ago. The herdsman passed, nodding, the bright star Arcturus at his knee. The bull roared by, bearing the great sun Aldebaran, and the small group of the Pleiades, singing in small melodic voices, like no voices he had ever heard. Up he flew, and outward through black space, and saw the dead stars, the blazing stars, the thin scattering of life that peopled the infinite emptiness beyond. And when he was done he knew every star in the heavens, both by name and as charted astronomical points, and again as something much more than either, and he knew every spell of the sun and moon. He knew the mystery of Uranus and the despair of Mercury, and he had ridden on a comet's tail. So down out of the heavens the book brought him with one line. The wrinkled sea beneath him crawls. And down he came, plummeting, down towards the creeping, wrinkled blue surface that changed, as he grew closer and closer, into a rearing sequence of great buffeting waves. Then he was in the sea, down out of the turmoil, through the green haze, into an astonishing clear world of beauty and pitilessness and bleak, cold survival. Every creature preyed on another. Nothing was safe from all.' and the book taught Will here the patterns of survival against malevolence, and the seas of, and the spells of sea and river and stream, lake and beck and fjord, and showed him how water was the one element that could in some measure defy all magic. For moving water would tolerate no magic, whether for evil or good, but would wash it away, as if it had never been made. Through deadly sharp corals the book sent him swimming, among strange waving fronds of green and red and purple, among rainbow-brilliant fish that swam up to him, stared, flicked a fin or tail, and were gone. Past the black unkind spines of sea-urchins, past soft waving creatures that seemed neither plant nor fish, and then up on white sand, splashing through gold-flecked shallows, into trees." Dense bare trees like roots, ran down into the sea-water all around him in a kind of leafless jungle, and in a flash Will was out of the tangle and blinking again at a page of the book of grammary. "'I am fire-fretted, and I flirt with wind.' He was among trees, then, spring-trees, tender with the new matchless green of young leaves, and a clear sun dappling them, summer-trees full of leaf, whispering, massive— Dark winter firs that fear no master and let no light brighten their woods, he learned that nature of all trees. Oops, he learned the nature of all trees, the particular magics that are in oak and beech and ash. Then one verse stood alone on a page of the book. He that sees blowing the wildwood tree and peewits circling their watery glass dreams about strangers that yet may be dark to our eyes, alas! And into Will's mind, whirling him up on a wind blowing through and around the whole of time, came the story of the Old Ones. He saw them from the beginning, when magic was at large in the world, magic that was the power of rocks and fire and water and living things. (sighs) so that the first men lived in it and with it as a fish lives in the water he saw the old ones through the ages of men who worked with stone and with bronze and with iron with one of the six great signs born in every age he saw one race after another come attack uh. he saw one race after another come attacking his island country bringing each time the malevolence of the dark with them wave after wave of ships rushing inexorably at the shores. Each wave of men in turn grew peaceful, as it grew to know and love the land, so that the light flourished again. But always the dark was there, swelling and waning, gaining a new lord of the dark whenever a man deliberately... (sighs) (sighs) Gaining a new lord of the dark whenever a man deliberately chose to be changed into something more dread and powerful than his foes. Such creatures were not born to their doom like the old ones, but chose it. The black rider he saw in all times from the beginning. He saw a time when the first great testing of the light came, and the old ones spent themselves for three centuries on bringing their land out of the dark, with the help in the end of their greatest leader, lost in the saving unless one day he might wake and return again. A hillside rose up out of that time, grassy and sunlit before Will's eyes, with a sign of the circle and cross cut into its green turf, gleaming there huge and white in the chiltern chalk. Round one arm of the white cross, scraping at it with curious tools like long-bladed axes, he saw a group of figures dressed in green, small men, made smaller still by the width of the great sign. He saw one of these figures whirl dreamlike out of the group towards him a man in a green tunic, with a short dark-blue cloak, and a hood pulled over his head. The man flung wide his arms, with a short bronze-bladed sword in one hand, and a glinting chalice-like cup in the other, spun round, and at once disappeared. Then, caught up by the next page, Will was walking along a path, through a thick forest, with some fragrant dark-green herb under his feet, a path that broadened and hardened into stone, a well-worn undulating stone like limestone, and led him out of the forest until he was walking along a high windy ridge under a grey sky, with a dark mist-filled valley below. And all the while as he walked, though no one walked with him, firmly into his mind in procession came the secret words of power for the old ways, and the feelings and signs by which he would know, henceforth, anywhere in the world, where the nearest old way ran, either in substance or as the ghost of a road. So it went until Will found that he was almost at the end of the book. A verse was written before him. I have plundered the fern, through all secrets I spy, old Math Ap knew no more than I. Facing the cover, on the very last page, was a drawing of the six circled cross signs, all joined into one circle and that was all." Will closed the book slowly, and sat staring at nothing. He felt as though he had lived for a hundred years. To know so much now, to be able to do so many things, it should have excited him, but he felt weighed down, melancholy, at the thought of all that had been, and all that was to come. Merriman came through the door, alone, and stood looking down at him. "'Ah, yes,' he said softly. As I told you, it is a responsibility, a heaviness. But there it is, Will. We are the old ones, born into the circle, and there is no help for it. He picked up the book and touched Will's shoulder. Come. As he crossed the room to the towering grandfather clock, Will followed and watched him take the key again from his pocket and unlock the front panel. There still was the pendulum, long and slow. "'swinging like the beat of a heart. "'But this time Merriman took no care to avoid touching it. "'He reached in with the book in his hand, "'but he moved with an odd jerkiness, "'like an actor overplaying the part of a clumsy man, "'and as he pushed the book in, "'a corner of it brushed the long arm of the pendulum.' Will had just the flash of a moment to see the slight break in the swing; then he was staggering backwards, his hands flying up to his eyes, and the room was filled with something he could never afterwards describe-a soundless explosion, a blinding flare of dark light, a great roar of energy that could not be seen or heard, and yet made him feel for an instant that the whole world had blown up. When he took his hands from his face, blinking, he found that he was pressed against the side of the armchair, ten feet from where he had been before. Merriman was spread-eagled against the wall beside him, and where the grandfather clock had been, the corner of the room was empty. There was no damage, nor any sign of violence or explosion. There was simply nothing. "'That was it, you see,' Merriman said. "'That was one protection of the Book of Grammary since our time began.' If the thing protecting it should be so much as touched, it and the book and the man touching it would become nothing. Only the old ones were immune from destruction, and as you see—he rubbed his arm ruefully— even we, in the event, can be bruised. The protection has taken many forms, of course. The clock was simply for this century. So now we have destroyed the book, by the same means that through all these ages we used to preserve it, that is the only proper manner for using magic, as you have now learned. Will said shakily, Where's Hawkin? He was not needed this time, Merriman said. Is he all right? He looked... Quite all right. There was a strange tight note in Merriman's voice, like sadness, but none of his new art could tell Will the emotion that put it there. They went back to the gathering in the next room, where the carol that had begun as they left was only now coming to an end, and where nobody behaved as though they had been away for more than a moment or two, or for any real time at all. But then, Will thought, we are not in real time, at least we are in past time, and even that we seem to be able to stretch as we wish, to make it go fast or slow. The crowd had grown, and more people were still drifting back from the supper-room, Will realized now that most of these were ordinary folk, and that only the small group who had remained in the room earlier were old ones. Of course, he thought, only they would be able to witness the renewing of the sign. There were others, and he was turning to study them when suddenly astonishment and horror caught him up out of all reflection. His eye had caught a face at the very back of the room, a girl, not looking at him, but busy in conversation with someone unseen. As he watched, she tossed her head with a bright self-conscious laugh. Then she was bent listening again, and then she was gone, as other guests blocked the group from view. But it had been long enough for Will to see that the laughing girl was Maggie Barnes, Maggie of Dawson's Farm a century hence. She was not even a foreshadowing, as this Victorian Miss Graythorne was a kind of early echo of the Miss Graythorn that he knew." This was the Maggie he had last seen in his own time. He swung round in consternation, but as soon as he met Merriman's eyes, he saw that he already knew. There was no surprise in the hawk-nosed face, but only the beginnings of a kind of pain. "'Yes,' he said wearily, "'the witch-girl is here. And I think you should stay beside me, Will Stanton, for this next while, and watch with me, for I do not greatly care to watch alone.' "'Wondering, Will stood with him in the corner, unobserved. "'The girl Maggie was still concealed in the crowd somewhere. "'They waited, then saw Hawkin, in his dapper green coat, "'thread his way through the crowd to Miss Greythorn, "'and stand deferentially beside her, "'in the way of a man accustomed to making himself available for help.' Merriman stiffened slightly, and Will glanced up. The lines of pain had deepened on the strong face, as if Merriman were anticipating some great hurt about to come. He looked across again at Hawkin and saw his gay smile flash at something Miss Greythorn had said, showing no sign now of whatever had afflicted him in the library. The small man had a brightness like a precious stone that would bring delight to any gloom. Will could see why he was dear to Merriman. "'but at the same time he had all at once "'a dreadful, rushing conviction of hovering disaster.' "'He said huskily, "'Merriman, what is it?' "'Merriman looked out over the heads of the lively... Blah. "'Merriman looked out over the heads "'at the lively pointed face. "'He said, without expression, "'It is peril, Will, that is to come to us through my doing. "'Great peril!' great peril through all this quest. I have made the worst mistake that an old one may make, and the mistake is about to come down on my head full fold. To put more trust in a mortal man than he has the strength to take. That is something that all of us learned never to do centuries ago, long before the book of Grammarie came into my charge. Yet in foolishness I made that mistake, and now there is nothing that we can do to put it right, but only watch and wait for the result. "'It's Hawken, isn't it? Something to do with the reason why you brought him here.' "'The spell of protection for the book,' Merriman said painfully, "'was in two parts, Will. You saw the first, the protection against men. It was the pendulum, which would destroy them if they were to touch it, but would not destroy me or any old one. But I wove another part into that spell that was a protection against the dark.' "'It set down that I could take the book out past the pendulum "'only if I were touching Hawkin with my other hand. "'Whenever the book was taken out for the last old one, "'in whatever century, Hawkin would have to be brought out of his own time "'in order to be there.' "'Will said, "'Wouldn't it have been safer to make an old one part of the spell, "'not an ordinary man?' "'Ah, no, the whole purpose was to have a man involved.' This is a cold battle we are in, Will, and in it we must sometimes do cold things. This spell was woven around me as keeper of the book. The dark cannot destroy me, for I am an old one, but it could, perhaps, by magic have tricked me into taking out the book. In case that happened, there had to be some way in which the other old ones could stop me before it was too late. They too could not destroy me, to stop me from doing the work of the dark, but a man can be destroyed.' if it had come to the worst and the dark had forced me by magic to take out the book for them then before i could begin the light would have killed hawkin that would have kept the book safe forever in that case whoops that would have kept the book safe forever for in that case i could not have worked the spell of release by touching him while taking out the book and so i should not have been able to reach the book nor would the dark nor anyone else "'So he risked his life,' Will said slowly, watching Hawkins' sprightly walk as he crossed the floor to the musicians. "'Yes,' Merriman said, "'in our service he was safe from the dark, but his life was in hazard all the same. He agreed because he was my liege man, and proud of it. I wish that I had made sure that he really knew the risk he ran.' "'A double risk, for he might also have been destroyed to-day by me "'if I had accidentally touched the pendulum. "'You saw what happened when at the last I did that. "'You and I, as old ones, were merely shaken, "'but if Hawkin had been there, under my touch, "'he would have been killed in a flash, unbodied like the book itself.' "'He must not only be very brave, he must really love you "'as if he were your son,' said Will, "'to do things like this for you and the light.' "'But still he is only a man,' said Merriman, and his voice was rough, and the pain back deep in his face. "'And he loves as a man, requiring proof of love in return. My mistake was in ignoring the risk that this might be so. "'And as a result, in this room, in the next few minutes, Hawkin will betray me, and betray the light, and mould the whole course of your quest, young Will.' THE SHOCK JUST NOW OF ACTUALLY RISKING HIS LIFE FOR ME AND THE BOOK OF GRAMMARY WAS TOO MUCH FOR HIS LOYALTY. PERHAPS YOU SAW HIS FACE IN THE MOMENT WHEN I HELD HIS SHOULDER AND TOOK THE BOOK FROM ITS PERILOUS PLACE. IT WAS ONLY IN THAT MOMENT THAT HAWKIN FULLY UNDERSTOOD THAT I WAS PREPARED TO LET HIM DIE. AND NOW THAT HE HAS UNDERSTOOD IT, HE WILL NEVER FORGIVE ME FOR NOT LOVING HIM AS MUCH, IN HIS TERMS, AS HE HAS LOVED ME, HIS LORD, AND HE WILL TURN ON US." "'Merriman pointed across the room. "'See where it begins.' "'Music struck up brightly, "'and the guests began forming into couples to dance. "'One man, whom Will had recognized as an old one, "'moved to Miss Greythorn, bowed and offered his arm. "'All around them couples joined into figures of eight "'for some dance he did not know. (sighs) "'He saw Hawkins standing irresolute, moving his head a little to the beat of the music, and then he saw a girl in a red dress appear at his side. It was the witch-girl, Maggie Barnes. She said something to Hawkin, laughing, and dropped him a small curtsy. Hawkins smiled politely, doubtfully, and shook his head. The girl's smile deepened. She shook her hair coquettishly and spoke to him again, her eyes fast on his. "'Oh,' Will said, "'if only we could hear!' Merriman regarded him somberly for a moment, his face absent and brooding. "'Oh,' Will said, feeling foolish, "'of course.' It would take him some time, clearly, to grow accustomed to using his own gifts. He looked again at Hawkin and the girl, and wished to hear them, and could hear. "'Truly, madam,' Hawkins said, "'I have no wish to seem churlish, but I do not dance.' Maggie took his hand. Because you are out of your century, they dance here with their legs just as you do beyond five hundred years. Come." Hawkins stared at her aghast as she led him into a set of couples. "'Who are you?' he whispered. "'Are you an old one?' "'Not for all the world,' said Maggie Barnes in the old speech, and Hawkins turned quite white and stood still. She laughed softly and said in English, "'No more of that. Dance or people will notice. It's easy enough.' "'Watch the next man as the music begins.' Hawkin, pale and distressed, "'stumbled his way through the first part of the dance. "'Gradually he picked up the steps. "'Merriman said in Will's ear, "'He was told that not one soul here would know of him, "'and that on pain of death he must not use the old speech to any but you. "'Then the speaking below began again. "'You look well, Hawkin, for a man escaped from death.' how do you know these things girl who are you they would have let you die hawkin how could you be so stupid my master loves me said hawkin but there was weakness in it he used you hawkin you are nothing to him you should follow better masters who would care for your life and lengthen it through the centuries not confine it to your own like the life of an old one hawkin said "'eagerness waking in his voice for the first time. "'Will remembered the tinge of envy "'when Hawken had spoken to him of the old ones. "'Now there was a hint of greed as well. "'The dark and the rider "'are kinder masters than the light,' "'Maggie Barnes said softly in his ear "'as the first part of the dance ended. Hawkins stood still again and stared at her "'until she glanced round and said clearly, "'I need a cool drink, I believe.' and Hawken jumped and led her away, so that now, with his attention caught, and a chance to talk to him privately, the girl of the dark would have a willing hearer. Will felt suddenly sickened by the approaching treachery, and listened no more. He found Merriman beside him, still gazing black into space. "'So it will go,' Merriman said. "'He will have a sweet picture of the dark to attract him, as men so often do.' And beside it he will see all the demands of the light, whoops, and beside it he will set all the demands of the light which are heavy, and always will be. All the while he will be nursing his resentment of the way I might have had him give up his life without reward. You can be sure the dark makes no sign of demanding any such thing, yet. Indeed, its lords never risk demanding death, but only offer a black life. Hawkin he said softly, bleakly. "'Liege man, how can you do what you are going to do?' "'Will felt fear suddenly, and Merriman sensed it. "'No more of this,' he said. "'It is clear already how it goes. Hawkin now will be a leak in the roof, a tunnel into the cellar. "'And just as the dark could not touch him when he was my liege man, "'now that he is liege to the dark he cannot be destroyed by the light.' He will be the dark's ear in our midst, in this house that has been our stronghold." His voice was cold, accepting the inevitable. The pain was gone. Though the witch-girl managed to make her way in, she could have accomplished no scrap of magic without being destroyed by the light. But now whenever Hawken calls them, the dark can attack us here as elsewhere, and the danger will grow with the years he stood up, fingering his white ruffled cravat. There was a terrible sternness in his fierce carved profile, and the look that, for a moment, flared out from the lowering brows made Will's blood run thick and slow. It was a judge's face, implacable, condemning. "'And the doom that Hawken has brought upon himself by this act,' Merriman said, without expression, "'is a dread matter.' "'which will make him many times wish that he might die.' "'Will stood dazed, caught in pity and alarm. "'He did not ask what would happen to small, bright-eyed Hawkin, "'who had laughed at him and helped him, "'and been for so short a while his friend. "'He did not want to know. "'Out on the floor the music of the second part of the dance "'jingled to a close, "'and the dancers made one another laughing courtesies. "'Will stood motionless and unhappy.' merriman's frozen look softened and he reached out and turned him gently to face the centre of the room will saw there only a gap in the crowd with beyond it the group of musicians as he stood there they struck up once more good king wenceslas the carol they had been playing when first he entered the room through the doors Merrily the whole gathering joined in singing, and then the next verse came, and Merriman's deep voice was ringing out across the room, and Will realised, blinking, that the verse to come was his. He drew a deep breath, oops, he drew breath, and raised his head. "'Sire, he lives a good league hence, underneath the mountain.' And there was no moment of farewell no moment in which he saw the 19th century vanish away but suddenly with no awareness of change as he sang yeah as he sang he knew that time had somehow blinked and another young voice was singing with him the two of them so nearly simultaneous that anyone who could not see the lips moving would have sworn that it was one boy's voice alone right against the forest fence by st agnes fountain and he knew that he was standing with James and Mary and the rest, and he and James were singing together, and that the music, with their voices, was Paul's lone flute. He stood there in the dark entrance hall, with his hands raised before his chest holding the lighted candle, and he saw that the candle had not burned down one millimetre further than when he had last looked at it. They finished the carol. Miss Greythorn said, very good very good indeed nothing like good king wenceslas it's always been my favorite will peered past his candle flame to look at her will peered past his candle flame to look at her motionless form in the big carved chair her voice was older harder more toughened by the years and so was her face but otherwise she was just like her grandmother must that younger miss graythorn have been or her great-grandmother "'Miss Graythorn said, "'Huntercombe carol-singers have been singing Good King Wenceslas in this house "'for longer than you or even I can remember, you know. "'Well now, Paul and Robin and the rest of you, "'how about a little Christmas punch?' "'The question was traditional, and so was the answer. "'Well,' said Robin gravely, "'thank you, Miss Graythorne. perhaps just a little.' "'Even young Will, too, this year,' said Paul. "'He's eleven now, Miss Graythorne, did you know?' The housekeeper was coming forward with a tray of glittering glasses, and a great bowl of red-brown punch, and nearly every eye in the room was on Merriman, stepping up to fill the glasses. But Will's gaze was held by the strong, suddenly younger eyes of the figure in the high-backed chair. "'Yes,' said Miss Graythorne softly, almost absent-mindedly. "'I did remember. Will Stanton has had a birthday.' She turned to Merriman, who was already moving towards them, and took from him the two glasses in his hands. "'A happy birthday to you, Will Stanton, seventh son of a seventh son,' said Miss Graythorne. "'and success in your every quest.' "'Thank you, ma'am,' said Will, wondering. And they held up their glasses solemnly to one another and drank, just as the Stanton children did for the Christmas toast— on the one day of the year when they were all allowed wine at dinner. And that is the end of part one of that chapter. We'll finish the second part tomorrow, I think.